Hi everyone, Alexandra here. I'm going to jump in quickly before we start this episode. It's been a couple of weeks since we've published anything. That's because Dominique and I have been working on a project and we wanted to announce it during our 100th episode. That's quite a milestone to have reached, so it seemed like an appropriate occasion. The problem was we got to our 100th episode before we were quite ready to announce what we've been doing. You know, it's just like in training, things take the time they take. Or it's like waiting for a cake to be ready to take out of the oven. There's no rushing some things. So we've had to wait, which means you've had to wait. We recorded this podcast on March 31st, when we thought we were just a couple of days away from being ready. And of course, we weren't. So at the start of this podcast, Dominica and I are catching up a bit, and we're talking about the coronavirus, which if you're listening to this at the time of the recording, I'm sure that's on everybody's mind. It's amazing, really, how much things change from one day to the next. I live in New York State, and that's been the area that's been hardest hit in this country, especially down in New York City. So at the end of March, we were watching the numbers of hospitalizations climbing every day. We were listening to Governor Cuomo's daily debriefings. We were hearing him talk about waiting for the peak and really all the preparation that was going on to make sure that the hospital systems weren't going to be overwhelmed. Well, over the last two weeks since we recorded this podcast, in New York, we've reached a plateau and we seem to be coming down on the other side of it, actually. And the numbers of have begin, begun to drop, thank goodness. So the conversation in the daily press briefings that Cuomo is giving have shifted from ventilators to testing. And he reminds us every day that we're a long way from the finish line and we have to be patient. And we've had to be patient as well, Dominique and I, while we work on the final details of our project. But finally, finally, we are ready for the big unveiling. So that's the first half of today's podcast. In the second half, we talk about trailering. So there's a lot to cover this week. And I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Here's our 100th episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Equiosity, the podcast about all things equine with a special emphasis on the horse-human bond. My name is Alexandra Kurland. I'm the author of The Click That Teaches, a step-by-step guide in pictures, and many other books and DVDs on clicker training. And I'm joined by Dominique Day, one of the co-founders of Cavalia. And today, Dominique, the two of us are celebrating quite a milestone, I think. We have reached our 100th episode. It represents an enormous amount of learning and good conversations and meetings with interesting people and lots of time at the computer spent editing, but we have we have made it to our 100th episode. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. We're actually cheating because I lost, tr- I really wanted our 100th episode to be this conversation between the two of us. And I lost track and we had the, we had four 
units with uh, the concept training. So I made, we have ni episode 99 and episode 99A, but no one's looking <laughs> at that. So, so this will be, this is our official 100th episode. <laughs> Yay. Right. Yay. That's Yay. amazing. It's been so much fun, Alex, doing this. I've learned so much, you know, um, doing this with you and with all our guests. And um, I, keep, I keep using what we, what we talk about in my in my in my own training and um where do yeah, you see so, it popping up so what all the mean? time I, I was just listening again because i when we record i always listen also to the podcast when it's right. published because i don't know for some reason when you're in it um some things may not register as much as when i listen to it or I mean, maybe it's just a repetition that is good. But anyway, well, you know, it's, it's all the time. I was just, um, I'm working on, you know, I'm preparing a, a move and I'm working on trailer loading. And um, I was just listening to what we did with Vidya. Um, I think it was the first episode when we talked more about husbandry and how sometimes it's, um, and I think we talked about this too um, when we did the counter conditioning because one of one of my horses needs counter conditioning <laughs> um you know he's traveled all over the world and he doesn't have very good associations with the trailer and we were talking about how sometimes it has it, it's useful that we do other exercises that it's not for instance in this situation that it's not just about moving forward into or moving backward out of the trailer but that you can do all kinds of little exercises um, when you're half in the trailer too so that it's not just about the trailer Vijaya was talking about her dog who can spook easily and then she just pops up the some concept what is bigger and he forgets about whatever spooked him and he's with her training and having a good time trying to find what is the biggest or whatever yes. so yes. i mean it, it happens all the time you know i think we've we've shared a lot of um you know i think very useful information over the last it's been what two years yes and we've we've ranged over such a uh so many different kinds of of topics you know from the uh deep philosophical and the uh to the practical we've looked at training concepts we've looked at husbandry and management we've talked about hoof care uh we've had some great guests it's been a it's been a fun fun time i must say by the way i'm we're off boots with pico in the back <gasps> and Excellent. miriam said to me his his feet are transforming in the back the frog is becoming much healthier i have to post an update on pico's page in the library yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. I touch a little parenthesis. I'm very happy it's going well. And hopefully uh, we're still putting the boots in the front, but, you know, hopefully this summer we'll be able to do without the boots. So it's been what, uh, since November, I think. And, Not uh, very long. Well, it, when you put the boots on every day, it, seems, it feels like a long it feels, time. It feels, I mean, it's, you know, for sure it takes a few more minutes, but yeah. I mean, I'm so happy for him. Yes, that, but you know, from it's November worth, to March, it's not a very long. Yeah, it's not, time. A, and it's so much. So it's really worth it. I mean, yes, so, definitely. Yeah, to see, to to hear that his feet are transforming like that for the better, 
Because that's the thing. You always say, oh, I can't take the shoes off because he doesn't have good feet. But then, ha, the feet just get better when you do take the shoes off. Or so it's, it's, yes. it's the hope when you start. It's the and hope. That, yeah, and that's yeah. what's happening with him. So I'm really happy. And it can be such a trap because you think, oh, I, his feet are terrible, so he needs shoes, and I can't take his shoes off because he has such terrible feet. And, and you get trapped in that, and, and you were so very brave to really take that plunge and say, let me see, let me see if this can be done. Yeah. And, and you were, you've been diligent about it. And you know, it, what it brings to mind as well is you know, that even right now with, oh, it's a crazy being, time. It's crazy time in our lives being so turned upside down. And so in case someone listens to this two years from now, we're now in the midst of the coronavirus yes. crisis um, yes. it, it, here in North America. Yes. In, I live in upstate New York. New York is getting hit first. It's the New York City and the number of cases that they have is just so very sad and frightening and we're waiting for the peak we're waiting for the that curve that goes up and the cases just suddenly explode on the hospitals and so on and so we're in that calm before the storm and well calm i don't know it doesn't look very calm in new york where i'm sitting but uh oh it is because there's i will for one thing there's nothing unless you have a, uh, one of those jobs that's considered non-essential, we're sitting at home. And what that means is that for a lot of people, they can't visit their horses. I know, I know. In the, I mean, the public this stables is the worst. are closed. And that yeah. would, for all of you who have your horses in that situation, yeah. I just so feel for you. That would make me so, so anxious not being able to get to my horses. Yeah. And, and I think of all of the animals now because people are they're out of work and we all know what that that what that can mean for the you know the safety net that's under horses, that's under cats and dogs. It just gets a lot of important strands get cut away when people lose their jobs. And these are these are really challenging times and our lives are being turned upside down and but one of the things that i find really heartening is at least in the news that i listen to how incredible people are being that we're get we're seeing people really going that extra mile and mile and 10 miles to help out their neighbors to be to stay home to take care to reach out through the computers to connect to people and in a sense what we're seeing is the best of people and i really i'm i'm really appreciating that we are really seeing the best of people through this yeah well we're seeing both sides but we being the people we are we like to focus on what's good yes <laughs> well, so we'll do that and what, we, what we're seeing is, is, at least in New York, is there's an enormous amount of effort being put forward to get ready and to be prepared so that at least here, people will be somewhat cushioned from the full effects of this virus. And certainly there are parts of the world where that will not be the case. And we really feel for, for people who are 
living in the migrant camps and so on in the refugee camps if the virus hits there. But for right now, what we can do is, you know, about all we can do is, is stay in our homes and, and really uh, commend all the people who are, uh, you know, the healthcare workers and so on, who are really putting their lives at risk to help us all. And to really say to people, if you are, you know, if you're under stress right now because you can't get to your horses or your animals are, you're not sure what's going to happen because you're out of work, the internet is, can provide uh, a lot of community. And I certainly really just hope, hope the, for the best for all of our listeners. Yeah, for me, you know, it seems that in the last few years, life has made sure that I'm starting to accept the fact that nothing is permanent. Things change and uh, we have to accept that. And sometimes it's very difficult to accept it. But um, And we create our own realities. So if things are going to change, let's, let's really work hard to change for the better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, you know, we, because we're a very knowledge hungry community, it's, it's a great opportunity to spend a little bit more time studying and, you know, acquiring new uh, knowledge uh, that sometimes we may not have the time to acquire. You've just, is that what I would call a perfect segue? I think so. It was very uh, authentic, though. I really feel that. (laughs) It just sort of popped out there. It did. Without really intending it, you you created the perfect segue for, I promised in the last episode, last couple episodes, that we had a special announcement to make. And since you've created that wonderful (laughs) segue, I think you get the honor of making the announcement for what we've been, what we've been building and, you know, we talk about, uh, you create your own realities, but we've been creating behind the scenes. So do you, would you like to tell people what yeah, we Yeah, well, we've story? created a, a course um, to, to help introduce people to, uh, well, introduce, I think there's, to applied behavior analysis, and we invited Mary Hunter to join us to present this course and offer it to you. So it's an audio course. Um, it's, it's divided into, I don't know how many segments you would know because you're doing all the editing. Yeah. Right. So each, each unit has an overall topic and then there are multiple parts to it. So let's introduce Mary Hunter. Yeah, let's so, do that. So I've known Mary for a long time. I met her, I think I met her first through the clinic process, but a lot of people know Mary through her blog, Stale Cheerios. Mm-hmm. And Mary's a phenomenal writer. She's, I've always said to and I've said this to Mary, that she's a great connector. She's able, she's one of those individuals who can read the technical literature. Yep. And then translate it. Yeah. For the rest of it. Someday she's going to write one of those books that like, Malcolm Gladwell's Blink or something, where she just pulls all these pieces together. And she's a very clear, very, just really excellent writer, as everyone who's read Stale Still Cheerios knows. She has a master's degree in behavioral analysis 
from the University of North Texas. She's worked on, with Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz. And her real forte has been Portal, the Portable Operant Research and Teaching Lab. And Mary is, she's been playing Portal with the graduate students for years. And the creativity she has with Portal is just so impressive. And so a lot of people are coming to know Mary because of Portal. She and, and Jesus just produced the Portal Manual this year. Mary is also the president of the Art and Science of Animal Training organization, and she runs the Art and Science of Animal Training conference that I present at every year. So she seemed just such a natural choice that when, we, when the two of us were talking about, we'd love to do more audio courses, and we'd love to do, to really go into more depth on certain subjects. And what we really wanted to start with was this course in behavioral analysis. So much of what we talk about has its foundation in an understanding of behavioral analysis. And we keep referring back to the work that Jesus has shared with us and papers that we've read, et cetera, et cetera. And it just seemed like such a good starting point. So we invited Mary because I think Mary is such a clear, yeah. easy to understand. And the course is set up very much like the podcast. The three of us would get together via our computers for an afternoon's conversation. That's right. The tone is very conversational. It's very much like the podcast. Yes. It's um, not a lecture. It's, so that's you're right. Not, it's you're not, not a looking lecture. at, you're not sitting down for uh, a long, you know, I shouldn't put it that way because lectures can be interesting can be too. Really good, it's just it's not a lecture. Just not our style. Right. Right. So Mary <laughs> would she would send us an outline and and we'd look at it and say, oh, you know, we we'll be done with that in half an hour. Well, three hours later, we would be halfway through it. Because as she would go through, we would be asking questions that would take us down tangents or down rabbit holes or into a deeper discussion of the topic. So something that when you look at an outline, you think, oh you know, textbook, that would be three paragraphs. Uh, well, this is much more than that. So it's a lot of fun. And, and a lot of content. Because, a lot of content. Know, we, went, we went back a little bit in history to see how all this started, what the context was. And of course, we always stay close to, to science because Mary teaches at university. But like you say, it's, it's, it's a conversation. So Yes, um, yes. I think people and, will and enjoy. Also providing, so it, it's set up on a, on a course platform. So you'll have access to the audio files. And then for each unit, Mary has paired a series of, of notes that give you a little more background and that give you lots of references so that you can go deeper into every subject. So there's a tremendous amount of content in this course. And we're just delighted 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 to finally be able to present it it's taken it's been a year in the making that's got, right <laughs> um, so so a lot of work has gone into it and to register for the course you'll go to equosity.com that's our website so equosity.com 
and on the home page you'll see the reference to the course to the course yeah yes. it's it's on top of the page we've given it a name it's called listen and learn yes <laughs> it's um hopefully it'll be a new series so we did we did quite a few webinars which we will still do i'm sure yes. but uh this is a kind of a different format and we've called this new series listen and learn yes because it's an audio course so do please join us and again you'll go to equosity.com and you can register for the course there so hopefully we'll be seeing you in a court in the course okay. yeah so that's great it's fun i'm happy to finally launch it it's uh, it's coming out very very soon and so it's a great way to spend your time at home to learn more about uh behavior analysis applied behavior analysis Excellent. So, Dominique, you had a question on trailer loading. Do you want to take five minutes and sort of do a little trailer loading question? Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so I have this little trailer that I borrowed from someone, and I've been working with the three horses. Of course, Woody, being the little champ that he is, um, after maybe, I think, eight sessions, he's coming up, going down. I actually think he likes doing it. <laughs> he seems to really enjoy it. He, he almost pulls me to go in, which is very surprising to me, but he's having a good time doing it. So, you know, the only part I need to finish up with him, because right now I cannot have a helper because of the social distancing, is the part where I close everything up and, you know, have a little bit more duration. I'm not going to be able to move the trailer, but I mean, the, the trip they will be doing is very short. It's a 15 minutes trip. So, but each horse being the individual that he is, um, it's a different picture for Bonanza and for Pico. When I started, Pico didn't even want to be six feet from the trailer because he traveled, like I said, all over the world. And he's um, obviously is not left with a very good memory of his traveling years. Now we have both feet on the ramp, the front feet on the ramp, which for me was a little miracle. Because okay. frankly, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do this with him. Um, so I'm progressing with him. I'll see where I'm at. With Bonanza, I feel I'm soon going to be reaching a plateau where we have four feet on the ramp or, or we have actually two feet um, at this point. We have two feet inside. We're halfway in. The back feet are on the ramp pretty close to the inside but I'm feeling that we're not progressing as rapidly. So I started, instead of it only being about the trailer, I started playing games inside the trailer, which I can see he likes. Okay. It's better. Sometimes he asks to do something else, which we do, but I'm careful that He's, you know, I'm making it easier after that because I don't want to get into uh, something where he's always asking me to do something else. But now I'm thinking I have to start doing exercises in the arena away from the trailer because I don't want to reach a plateau and stay where I'm at for too long. 
So I wanted to see, you know, I know you've helped a lot of people load their horses. I wanted to see if you had any tips on, you know, exercises that can be done with simple things inside, inside the arena. One of the things I set up, I use some of, you know, I have those panels to like make a little round pen. And so I've, I've been putting the panel outside actually next to the trailer to practice rehearse going together through narrow uh, passages. And and I've been counting the number of feet and I've been reducing the number of feet. And I feel this is a useful exercise because trailer loading is about going in a narrow uh, passage in a way. Yes. So I'm doing that. Um, and he was also the one that you had trouble with, with the wash stall. That's right. And you know what? Because in the wash stall, I felt that getting away from the wash stall was a really reinforcing you know, I, uh, you know, we've talked about the pre-MAC principle and how I used... Well, we backing. haven't actually, because that's in the course. Oh, that's in the course. That's, that's right. in the audio course. So oh, they won't yeah, have yeah. heard that because that's, that's in the audio course. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they'll have to get the audio course in order to hear <laughs> that conversation. That was very sneaky of you. Oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've, you know, I've used this already, the backing up uh, to reinforce the going forward. But... I need more. I need more than that. I mean, it seems, I mean, the shower is one thing, but the trailer is, and it's a small trailer. It's probably not the trailer I'm actually going to be moving them in, but that's the one I have for rehearsal. I'm very lucky actually to have that. But I think even for people who don't have a trailer, having some exercises to do in the arena for practice is a good idea. You know, I've seen people build pretty fancy things in their arena to imitate trailer but I'm I thought oh I'm gonna ask Alex if she has any ideas and that is one of the one tactic is to say what are all the components of trailer loading so going up onto platforms that's a component so people will build platforms they'll also build create some wobble boards because sometimes if you're using a ramp uh, ramps wobble underneath the horse's feet are they comfortable with that going through squeezes having things overhead can you so you make archways for them so you just think about what are all of the components if you could pull apart a trailer and work on the individual parts of what a horse needs in order to go up onto a trailer is If it's a step up, it's a different type of component than if it's a ramp. They all have an element of you're going into a smaller space. So can you build with, uh, and I've seen some really clever things where people have taken jump standards and so on and put plastic along the sides and basically built a sort of like walking a horse through a polytunnel so that you're you're taking Can you explain this more? What what did it look like? It, It looked like a transparent trailer. You know, they basically, they, they took um, uh, jump standards and put a board across uh, uh, so that they could hang a sheet of plastic so that the horse was going between uh, two narrow spaces and then they could put a top on it. So it, it really did simulate. How did they put the top on it? How did they make it? I, I, think, it, I think you would just have to 
look at what you have available. And sometimes it can be as simple as an archway of pool noodles, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. But then, so, so there's that tactic. There's the, can I ask you to, t to move an individual foot? Can they're, move an they're individual good at that. Foot forward, back, whatever. Yeah, because backing up calmly is very important too. Yep, and, yep. you know, you know we practice that a lot. Those are important skills to have. I do think at the end of the day, you need a come forward from behind cue. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea too. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, I've just, at least in clinics, I've just seen, we've had so many horses that for whatever reason, I mean, obviously they loaded because they got to the clinic, but yeah. they're at the clinic now and they're saying, Ooh, I tried the broccoli and I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not going back on that thing. You can offer them a target and yeah, they'll reach out with their nose as far as they can to get the target. But it's <laughs> nice stretch neck stretching exercise. Right. It's quite clear that it's not it's not enough on the day. And what I always say for the clinics is take your on the you arrive on a Friday, everything is great. Saturday, make sure you take your horse out to the trailer. And oftentimes the horses will stall out at the bottom of the ramp and the people are thinking, oh, this is, you know, this is so discouraging. I'm never going to get my horse on the trailer. And it's like, this is just day one. <laughs> Next day, they take the horse out to the trailer. The horse is a little more willing to go to consider the trailer. And by day three, the horse is relaxed and is going up on the trailer and then they they can take the horse home without any problem but the people who wait until the last day they take the horse out to the trailer and the horse sticks at the bottom of the ramp and now you know they're at saturday morning instead of um, monday night and it's really tough and what i found is that they often need that little extra what they know is to come forward from behind. You're not beating them. You're not escalating the pressure. You're not using whips to beat them on. But a lot of these horses know a go forward from behind cue around a trailer. And so when you use the cues that, actually I'm not gonna call them cues because I don't know what they are. They could be <laughs> commands. But when you use these signals that the horse understands from past experience, you will often find that they, yes, they do go on. And what I know is that you really want your horses to say, wow, trailer, I'm going straight on the trailer and, and I'm going on happily. So, but I, I, would, I would say you want to remember the go forward from behind. Because well, my, my hope is that I will not have to force them. That's my hope. This isn't not, about forcing. This is yeah. about using what they already know. <clears throat> and I want, I want, I would like voluntary learning right. and, and <laughs> for going, all three. And going forward from behind is a perfectly legitimate thing to teach a horse. Well, you know what I'm thinking too is that I, I remember when you work with Bonanza with the long reins. Driving yeah. from behind, he yeah. liked that. Yeah, 
He enjoyed it. Yep, I mean, except, we're just driving. It's not. He it's didn't not have drive lines. He had invisible. No, it was lines. invisible drive line. Right. But you were driving him from behind. Right. So a go forward from you know I reach back and I signal you to go forward by reaching back to your hindquarters is a perfectly legitimate signal for a horse to understand. It's always how was it taught, not what is the signal. Now, if I've taught it by saying, if you don't move forward, I'm going to whack you so hard that you're going to see stars. Well, that's not legitimate. But mm -hmm. none of us are going to be doing that. So, so I, would add, I would add that into the consideration. And then the other thing that I would add in is if you can possibly set the trailer up in a paddock somewhere where Pico and Bonanza can be loose. Yeah, I can. Okay. I can do so, it. So that's one huge thing is to set it up so that they, they can be loose. I really love putting, uh, building a little pen around the back of the Yeah, trailer. I can do that. Yes. So it really is. And so what do you do? Well, they, they have the freedom to, they're loose, yeah. which means they can interact or not. Yeah. And then one of the best things in the world that you can do is go scrub the trailer. Give it a great, oh. give it a great cleaning. <laughs> okay. It has yeah. started, started the back of the trailer. It has nothing to do with the horses. You're not trying to get the horses on the trailer. You're cleaning the trailer. Okay. <laughs> horses are curious. They're going to yeah. come over. They're going to say, can I help? You know, and, and you're just kind of, and then, so you clean the back end of the trailer and then the next day you clean a little further in and a little further in and if they reach their nose in to to check out to say oh you missed a spot you can click and reinforce them and and pretty soon they'll be coming into the trailer with you because your body language is so different hmm. from its trailer loading and in the meantime they're going to hear all the you know the you're cleaning the back door it's going to move you're you're cleaning the windows you're going to clean the partitions they're going to hear and all the sounds that the trailer makes they're going to hear that what it, the sounds when a door opens or closes they're going to feel the trailer vibrate when you move around it they're going to familiarize themselves with the trailer but it's so not about them and it's so not about trailer loading all you're doing is scrubbing the trailer. This will make you incredibly popular should you <laughs> ever want to borrow the trailer again because here this trailer was delivered to you and it's being returned looking spick and span and like it's just come off the assembly line. Right, right. So that's where I would, I would say to just leave you with that little bit and say go, go forth and try it and then maybe next time when we get back together again or we can talk we so can just talk one one last one about you know that little pen that you build around yeah. it do you do other stuff in that pen other than the trailer or it's just that it gives you the possibility of turning them loose do you would you do like map work or targeting oh, yeah, can, outside yeah, of yeah, it absolutely that you you can do a lot with the mats you can do a lot with targeting but it's really to give you a safe place so that your horse can be loose or if you've got your horse on a lead, if you, if you have a horse that has had a history of pulling away around a trailer because of past experience, 
you can just relax and know that even if he pulls away, he's not running across a, you know, a busy highway, that kind of thing. And then those panels can become traveling cues. Once the horse is loading really well onto the trailer, you take the panels with you, you set them up away from home, and now it's a familiar, it's a mm -hmm. familiar cue that says, oh, we're loading onto the trailer. Right, right. And it, it, so that, because oftentimes horses don't load when they're away from home, because everything's so unfamiliar. Yeah. So they you know just the, the first few times when, when I started the session, just going around the trailer was like a lot of snoring. And of course, by now it's totally fine to go all around the trailer. It's actually right. the kind of the relief, the breather between trailer right. session, trailer um, well, loading. Given that, I would say <clears throat> that the weather's getting warmer, go wash the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think the liberty, because the idea would be to have the trailer in the arena and just do everything at liberty for sure. But I don't have that possibility no, right now. Most people don't. So. Most people don't. Right. So, um, so and, and the lead, you know, I've been very careful. There's never any pressure on the lead. And I can see they, it makes a big difference for them. That's, that's where the trust came from. You know, that's why Pico is trusting me because I don't pull. But I do want to progress. And I feel the liberty will, will be well, helping. But, you know, and, and that's another whole topic, which we'll, I think we should get to on another day, is the whole shaping on a point of contact. Yeah, doesn't mean that you don't take the slack out of the lead, but it, you're just not adding extra pressure and you're releasing the instant that there is a response. Yeah. So there's you a, know, it's, it's also, I mean, as usual, you know, if because if I do this with Woody, it's not the same as if I do this right, with people. Right, right. It's completely different. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a good subject for yep. for our next podcast. So I'll be I'll be working on that, and we'll talk next time, maybe. Yes, indeed. Um, about how yes. it's so, going. Happy one hundredth. Yeah. Stay well. Stay well. And for everyone as well, stay well. We wish you all the best during these trying times. And do, do take a look at our Listen and Learn audio course. I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for you. So we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye. If you want to learn more about the Listen and Learn audio course, go to our website, equosity.com. Mary Hunter has done a superb job. What a delight it's been working with her. There are 31 audio episodes in the course, and for each episode, Mary has created an additional course material. When I saw what she had done, I told her I wanted to take the course, and actually I'm going to. She's a great researcher. She knows how to track down references, She's added articles and videos and training exercises that add a wonderful dimension to the course. So it's going to be a lot of fun going through it, even though I helped to create the audio files. So if you'd like to join us, go to equosity.com to see what we've done. Stay well, stay well, and we'll see you next time.